Hello, buddies. Hello. <laughs> well, I think that was just like an H-E. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't think there was even an L-O-O-O -O -O afterwards. I think that's how bad that one was. Hello. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I gotta stick with the I. <laughs> uh, welcome to another uh, kind of bonus episode here. Uh, we have... We have slash had some time to record uh, before we started our Dark Lands for tonight. And previously we had a, uh, a kind of DM behind the screen interview type thing where uh, Eric asked me just some general Dark Lands questions, a little bit of GM tips, that type thing. Uh, so now we're going to reverse the roles and we're going to learn some more about Beetle. So. And hopefully I do him justice. <laughs> uh, so, for everyone here that wasn't a part of the first half of Darklands, uh, Beatles early levels, without getting, you know, into too much of, like, spoiler territory, you know, what was he like in low levels? What was his life like before he uh, went out and started adventuring? He was a cute... Little fuzzy kitten. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was adventurous. Mm -hmm. I would say and was caring back then, and that just multiplied. And now he's caring, loving, protective, fierce. You know, yeah. not afraid to defend those he loves. Yeah, I think I think protective and fierce is a very good way to put him. Yeah. You know, he's got that Captain America type valor, but still with the Black Panther, for lack of a better term, as you know, that's kind of you know his lineage, uh, ferocity behind him yeah okay and uh to to finish that off what about um the beginning of the campaign what was he like then how is he different now from when he was level five um he is more confident now Mm -hmm. Not so skittish, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, he's kind of learned <laughs> the lay of the land better. Yeah. Um, he's, he's learned a lot about himself mm -hmm. that he's been able to use to his advantage yeah so in, in that sense he's just kind of grown a bit just you know emotionally mentally mat matured yeah good all right next up we have uh obviously uh mid-march mid-march was our first story arc where we met the likes of you know easton and navian 
um, what is it about those NPCs and the ones similar to someone like Benji and Victor that makes you as a player want to interact with them? And do you have any tips on NPC interaction for players out there um, that you could give out? Um, for the names mentioned, I just see them as the, the non-real world versions of a lot of my friendships that mm. Eric has. Yeah. And so it makes it a little bit easier to interact with them. Yeah, they're relatable. Yeah, yeah. And so, <clears throat> as far as tips, I guess, uh, the biggest one I can say is be yourself through your character. Don't be afraid to let loose, I guess you could say. You know, like, yeah. we'll take let the imagination run wild with character creation. Yeah. Like for Felix, who's my other character, I would never be doing 99.999% of the shit yeah. he gets into. Yeah, he's a wild card. Yeah. But he allows me to let that side out. Beetle is more close at heart to who I am as a person. But he also gets to live that dream of being a knight, you know? Yeah, he's, so. he's more of your conventional good guy. And who doesn't like to be, you know, the the hero of the story? Yeah. It's a good way to put them. All right. Uh, next, we have Beetle and Sawyer. They have a uh, very... <laughs> yeah, you knew this was coming. Uh, Beetle and Sawyer, uh, they have a very strong uh, brotherhood-like bond, uh, especially for Sawyer. In Sawyer's case, his, his low charisma kind of makes it special. Could you touch on when this friendship kind of began to blossom and what you liked about Sawyer as a fellow player? Um, I, I don't know. Beetle kind of just felt in his gut right away that there was something special, something unique about Sawyer that... Uh, it was going to make the campaign enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, the first, I guess, test goes all way back to. Uh, let's see, the episode, one of the episodes that I think got deleted with the change. <laughs> yep, yep. We were. I don't know, it was the first. The second night in in, Ma mid? 
much. Oh, when the two of you were outside and a vampire came to the bar? Yeah. I remember that fondly. So, so, so do I. Um, yeah. It was, the best part was throwing <clears throat> a certain yeah. character yeah. in the room and barricading it. But going toe-to-toe with, I want to say a lot of mid-level vampire Thanks to all the old classic movies that mm-hmm. I've watched. <laughs> you know, that kind of solidified yep. a good chunk of the gut feeling mm-hmm. I had about Sawyer. And it's just gone from there and then to more recent battle mm-hmm. Beetle and Sawyer and Maddox. Um, that kind of 100% completed the gut feeling of, yep, made a good choice. Yeah. And then it was solidified even more when, uh, Beetle was going toe-to-toe for the first official time, I'm going to say official time. Yeah, yep. Cassius... And it was just like, okay, nothing was going to happen, but Beetle was proud of his fellow companions for having his back. Yeah, for taking a stand, supporting him. Yeah, and definitely with Sawyer, because Sawyer's still fresh out of dealing with what he's had to deal with. Mm Mm-hmm. To stepping right into something, I would say, more dangerous Yeah. than what he dealt with. Oh, yeah, and, like, week to week, I'm still in constant communication with Ryan, you know, because we're kind of doing the NPC thing with Sawyer, so I'll just, like, present a couple ideas to him, and he'll, like, pick and choose kind of which one he likes. Then -hmm. I'll start typing it up, and then it's like, okay, so do you think he'd react this way or that way? (laughs) That's kind of what made that moment with the uh, the pistol. And I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, next one we have here. One of Beetle's most notable qualities is his kindness. He gets along with most people, and in general, he's just a good, lawful guy. What do you think shaped and molded him into being this person. <laughs> um I'm gonna answer this in both the beetle way and the air way. Uh grandparent elders um growing up with the elders of his family learning values from them. And that of his parents, mm-hmm. older cousins that are more sibling-like than cousin-like. So thanking his ancestry, mostly. Yeah. Even with the bits of backstory that we haven't touched on yet, he's not using his last name as an excuse for his behavior. Oh, 
Not at all. Um, Perfect. A good movie reference. Huh. I just saw the movie too, and I can't think of. I mean, um, one where a young kid's dad ship him to be with a knight so he could a have a better. Tale. Yeah, that yep. one. Yeah, with Heath Ledger. Yep. R.I.P. Man, he was talented. Very. Um. So yeah, for those of you who haven't seen that movie, watch it and yep. you'll learn a good chunk about Beatles personality. Yeah. Out of that one. So you would even credit that movie for like some of the inspiration behind Beatle. Yeah. I I love that. I love it. No, like, now that you said it, I totally see it. Okay, are, are we done with that one? I would say so. Okay. Um, next one. Sawyer's Ark seems to be a fan favorite, even though there really wasn't all that much Beatle lore to back up to back it up to, you know, traveling through Maddox's tomb. Do you have any tips for players on how to get involved and play as the supporting actor to the other main characters when it is their turn for their story arcs? Jeez, oh, that's a good question. I thought on these, oh. man. <laughs> I tell. Yes, I just... Everything felt so natural for me that I didn't really think on mm -hmm. how I'm going to be the supporting character in that arc. I guess be polite, respect your player or players if it's a couple of them who are the lead roles, you know, and just. You'll you'll know when it's your time in that instance. Yeah, now, did you expect when we started Sawyer's Ark and we began the dungeon, Max's tomb, did you expect to kind of be in the back seat and then just kind of naturally push yourself shotgun next to Sawyer? A little bit, yeah, just because of what had happened in the past leading up to his mm -hmm. arc. Um, kind of felt that that would be the natural way of things for yeah, his arc. The the most beetle that we had throughout Maddox's tomb was there was a swift claw emblems left behind, and you figured that out. And then there was the hallway of caveman light drawings kind of showing future and happening right now current events that obviously this thing is ages old. You kind of picked up immediately on some sort of prophecy type arrangement happening here. Yeah, not not very often you leave me uh, stumped speechless. <laughs> But I was touched. Good. Was touched. Good. Okay, next one. 
Uh, we've had a ton of big moments already. Cassius appearing a few times now. Uh, banishing Maddox at the end of Sawyer's arc. You also, during that very same arc, you figured out a puzzle in his tomb, in Maddox's tomb, to break the curse, setting the Mazarins free. That was the, uh, my Maojong kind of version, <laughs> uh, where you connected the tiles with the letters. Uh, walk me through the process you went through when you were figuring out that puzzle. When you were figuring that out, what was your, you know, what was going on in Eric's and Beetle's minds? Listen, pay attention, observe. <laughs> As letters were uncovered, you know, was writing them down and I guess it would have been a little more confusing if M, A, and Z weren't the first three letters. Well, yeah, it was spelt in order. It wasn't, like, jumbled or anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that same day, you and I had been talking about something related to them, so that was the first Oh, so it was just kind of fresh in your mind? Yeah. I get you, okay. And as I was in the supporting role for that, as well as it was being uncovered, I was looking through my notes as well to confirm that I had the spelling correct of the name yeah. that popped in my head. Mm -hmm. I just went, that's a pretty bright light bulb going off. And... I could just picture Beetle like, thinking while stroking like his beard or chin mm -hmm. hair. One, <clears throat> I wonder. Yeah, I mean, what it, else could it be? <laughs> I mean, and although we don't have that episode up anymore, it, it was kind of an epic scene because um, we had another character that was in there trying to figure it out and he was actually getting kind of close to drowning because all of this was in water. So you kind of went into like a full sprint Olympic dive and just went at it. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Reminds me of LA night. <laughs> right. Um, follow up on that. Um, it was actually later that very same session where it was pretty much discovered 100% correct. There's not a doubt in anybody's mind, um, given the information that Sawyer provided, even though Ryan wasn't available for a couple of weeks there. Uh, Maddox being alive and well kind of shook the group. Beetle rightfully uh, reacted very strongly, smashing urns, really not letting anything get on his way. He was on like a path of destruction. If someone's walking could set fire, yeah, that would have been yeah. what everybody would yeah. have seen. 
Now, how different was it being in that rageful, pissed off mindset as opposed to Beatles' usual cool, calm, and collected mindset? Um, at first I was hesitant to go there, um, just because, well, you know me as a person, mm -hmm. I don't enjoy yeah. <laughs> that mindset, but also I'm like, you know, in a way, a dear friend was just, fact, he thought you, SOB, was gone, yeah. but you're not, so now it's rightfully justified mm -hmm. <laughs> to be on a warpath. Yeah. Now, uh, last part of the follow-ups for this one. Um, like you said, everyone kind of thought this whole haunting sensation that Sawyer had was over sessions ago. Now, uh, uh, obviously, the story arc was coming to a close in this specific session that we're talking about. I believe it was within the next three or so that we were fighting Maddox. Did Eric or Beetle expect him to make a return? Um, did I expect Maddox to come? Essentially, being that he was a shadow, I did feel the original encounter was too easy. Now, granted, I was not there for that initial yeah one, but I did feel it was too simple of a task. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say I was expecting him yeah, to come back. You, you had your suspicions. Definitely had suspicions. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, next up. Reynoldton. Reynoldton has thus far... It's been a bit of a mysterious town. You know, the lights of Elu and missing children and so on. When Sasha entered and basically screamed a laundry list of issues at you, how do <laughs> <laughs> it's true? <laughs> how do you handle all these kind of side quest type objectives and pick which one comes first? Process of elimination, I guess. And I just went with. No, I mean, there's not a right or a wrong answer. It's just picking your brain. It's yeah, process of elimination, starting with what the old gut said it thought was more important. Mm -hmm. And what I would say. Beatles Council <laughs> yeah. with Madeline's deemed important to start with. Yeah. Okay. One of the uh, first ones that Beatle tackled, which we can't go into too much detail here because we don't know when this is going to be posted, if it will be before or after 
another session that we recently recorded uh, to follow up, you did meet an, another NPC after Sasha left, um, an NPC known as Fella O'Houlihan. <laughs> <laughs> when you met this figure, were you expecting anything to actually come out of it, or were you taking him as a joke NPC? Um, yes. Oh, okay. Like, I was taking him as a joke, but also figured he's there for a reason. Gotta figure out his purpose, and figured it out quite yeah. quick. Yeah, so you didn't fall for George's disguise. Essentially, that's what it was. If I hadn't played Felix before yeah. Beetle, you might have had me. Yeah, I tried to make this silly, meaningless, drunk motherfucker, but then you actually engaged with him correctly and found out, oh, there's much more to this. Mm-hmm. Because he was the only one that knew that. <laughs> Yes. I'm sure you know what I mean when I say this. Oh, I yeah. do. Um, so, and, and that was entirely up to you. Like, if you just blew him off, it'd be like, okay, maybe he'll learn it later. Maybe he won't learn it at all. No, I was intrigued. Good. All right, we've only got a few more here. <laughs> uh, you've, uh, you, Eric, you've had two characters who have just flourished what do you think is the key to making these great characters that not only work well in your campaigns but also with your GM and with your fellow players uh, what makes them work oh not being afraid to ask the GM questions about the ideas that you have floating around in your head for a potential character mm -hmm. to see how they feel about it and taking the suggestions that he or she may give mm -hmm. if they're a proper GM and wants to see you and your character flourish and then just dropping little hints about the character to your fellow players to get a read on how they might react when the time comes. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's great. Um, since we are talking about both of them, um, oftentimes you do have to play both of them in the same day, within hours. And yeah. looking at them uh, at a base level, we essentially have a 
chaotic, neutral, willing to do anything spellcaster next to a very lawful, carries himself with pride, knight type figure. How do you switch your mindset between sessions, between the two of them? Have a snack and take a nap. Reset the, uh, (laughs) reset the mindset, you know, treat it as a new day. (laughs) If, if this was like in a session, that would have been, (laughs) that would have been the episode title, have a snack and take a nap. Yeah, good title. Well, the one that went up today, I kind of let Jen decide. Uh, and she actually, she, she liked Grand Bunnies. It's a, it's an appropriate title. It, it is, it is, because it caught her off guard. She was really laughing about it. Anyways, um, lastly, we're on the final one here. When it comes to no. dark, <laughs> when it comes to the dark lands, um, this isn't news to anybody because we see all of the plays. First of all, just thank all of you for liking it, and then I would also like to thank Eric for being here so consistently, you know, week in and week out, and for just enjoying this amalgamation of horror, emotional trauma. <laughs> and weirdness that I just kind of conjoined and spit out into a continent. Oh, thanks for having me around for two years, getting me started and hooked on this. Yeah, right. So, Darklands-wise, we are kind of in a waiting period here for a couple of new players to join in. As such, here we are in kind of a story arc limbo, for lack of a better term. At its core, what do you think, or do you have any guesses as to what the story arc will actually be about? Specifically, knowing that the session we did last week had a bit of a strange ending. It was like I said, I don't know when this is going to be posted, so I can't be super spoilery. <laughs> um, but there was kind of a mysterious chin scratch. If you know which session I'm referring to. Yeah, I'm yep. pretty sure I... Yep. do, because it's the only one that's really got me scratching my chin. Yep, okay. Um, guys, I haven't a clue. My mind is still trying to figure out something, 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 something. Yep. Dealing with something, 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 something. Yeah, we're not trying to be vague here, people. <laughs> we don't know what you have and haven't listened to. And when this comes out, we don't know which episodes have been posted and which ones haven't been posted yet. So we're trying to be spoiler-free here. Yeah. That's why I'm just saying something, 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 because yeah. I would spill tea. <laughs> yes. Otherwise. Um, 
I honestly don't know. I am truly stumped. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're kind of in that same limbo type state of there's something up. You just can't put your finger on it. Yeah. Some something is not what something seems. Hey, and that was actually said. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much paraphrasing. Paraphrased yeah. a few words. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, that episode can actually be named that. I think it's suitable for it. Be a good title. Okay. So, that will conclude the Beetle interview, getting to know Beetle, getting some insight on Eric. Uh, Eric, how do you feel? I did. I've had fun. Had it's fun. Good opening up about my boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I didn't want to pack too much in here, and then we're sitting here for over an hour. <laughs> oh, that would be easy with Beetle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We could easily do that because there's a lot that we didn't get into crazy detail about. There's a lot we can't get into crazy detail about. Yeah. So for now, we will leave it at that. And hopefully, uh, for all of you that have uh, recently joined us in uh, the past couple of months, hopefully this uh, helps you understand Beetle a bit more, you know, get some insight on how he's gotten here and who he is and etc. Or, if I did my job well, correctly, you're scratching your chin. <laughs> or a little bit of both. I like a little bit of both. No, yeah, that works. Alrighty, buddies. Uh, take care. And we'll see you in the next. Who knows what we'll be doing. We've been doing quite a few kind of bonus episodes. Uh, additional sessions. We just did that today. All because we love you guys. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.